You're listening to BSRN, Fox Studios Radio Network. Don Big from the 92-93 Binghamton Rangers. Hi, this is Brandon Bochinski. This is Grady Wittenberg, the voice of the Binghamton Senators, and you're listening to the Power Play Post Show. And welcome back, everybody, to the Power Play Post Show. Glad to have you back, and we've got a great guest uh, for you here on the show. Uh, first time he's been on with us, and uh, we're excited about talking with him. He is Mike McKenna from the Little Devils. He is their, obviously, uh, goaltender. And, uh, Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me. Um, thank you. And, you know, I love to talk to... Two guys who were who were playing playing in the pros now, who uh, went to NCAA and uh, you know spent four years playing hockey and going to college and whatnot. Talk to me a little bit about uh, your decision to go to St. Lawrence University and playing four years there. Well, for me, it was uh, it, it seemed like the right fit when when I was 16 years old, 17 years old, and playing junior hockey in the in the North American League. Um, you know, even prior to that, I had a choice to go on to Major A in Canada, and um, it, it just seemed like the right step for me to go to college. Um, I'm not necessarily, uh, you know, the, the happiest guy about school or anything, but I was always pretty good at it, and I figured it was the right line, the right course to, to take uh, take college and, and get my degree and do that way. And um, you know, at that point, I didn't know if professional hockey would be anything on the horizon, and it just seemed like the best way to cover both paths. If hockey worked out, it did, and if not, it had my degree. And um, I had taken a visit to Cornell, uh, and then I took my visit to St. Lawrence, and I had another one lined up to Colgate shortly after. Mm-hmm. Um, a- after my visit to St. Lawrence, everything just felt perfect. It was a situation where I'd come in with another freshman, and I would have a chance to play right away. Uh, I loved the school. I liked the small school feel of it. Yeah. Uh, we only had you know 2,000 undergrads there, and... Um, to me, that just seemed like it'd be really beneficial, and um, you know, I, I placed a high value on education. Uh, I never really enjoyed it that much, but I at least placed a value on it, and it seemed like it was the right place to go for me. Now, uh, obviously, being in the pros now for a few years, you know, when you when you talk to uh, younger players or you go to um, NHL camps and, and you talk to players who may be coming out of juniors or whatnot. What are the differences between obviously playing in the juniors um, that that you know that you've compared with, with with guys who've played there versus playing in the NCAA? I, I think that you know each each route provides players with a different skill set as far as away from the rink, and um, I, I think in general the guys that come out of college at 22, 23, 24 years old um, have a little bit better grasp of uh, of who they are as a person and and what they bring to the table, you know, away from the rink, too. And a lot of times the college guys are looked to as leaders in the in the arena and, uh, you know, maybe, like, more guys will end up being a union rep or something like that because of their, their education level. But um, it's not to say that all the junior guys come out and they're immature or anything. There's plenty of guys who come out and represent themselves very well. But oftentimes at 19, 20 years old, you see those guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, it takes a year or two before they really find themselves as a person. And, 
Um, I think that's true really about anything in life. Before your you know, early 20s is when you start to really come into your own. And I just think that's the biggest thing. College really does a nice job of preparing people you know, away from the arena. Well, uh, if, I, if I may ask, uh, what did you uh, major in? I was an economics major. Oh, excellent. And obviously you went to, like you, as you said earlier, uh, to Colgate and to Cornell. And you said, that yeah, maybe I don't enjoy school that much, but were you good at it? Yeah, I, I was good. I mean, I, the school I went to in, in Springfield, Illinois, it was National Honor Society. But, um, you know, I, I didn't put a huge stock into it. It just was something that I, I excelled at in most areas. And um, I think I finished with like a, a 3-1 or a 3-2 grade point. So I didn't really light the world on fire at, at St. Lawrence. But, uh, you know, I, I put in my time and at least tried to make it work to the best I could. And, um you know, then again, I mean, if you're playing a high-level sport at college, it can be really tough to put in all the extensive hours to put up a 4-0. And, um, sometimes you have, to, you have to budget your time a little bit to try to have some fun as well. So, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm proud of my accomplishments, but, yeah, I, I wasn't a... I wasn't a scholar by any means. We had some other guys that were like that. <laughs> now, um, while being at uh, St. Lawrence, obviously um, you got to be a part of, uh, you know, uh, Joe Marsh. He was uh, uh, with with St. Lawrence for 20-plus years and everything. Uh, what what kind of things, I mean, in, in some successful years as well um, uh, that, that he's had there um, at St. Lawrence and everything, what kind of things did you learn from him to help prepare you, not necessarily for the real world, but also for your, your, your professional hockey career? Uh, you know, it's, it's tough, especially as a goaltender, too, because yeah. our position's so different, and I mean, Joe Marsh isn't a goalie coach, that's for sure, and, um, you know, we never had a goalie coach in college while I was there, which was somewhat of a rarity, especially nowadays, everybody has one. Yeah. So, um, I think if I have to say what I learned truthfully is that I had to budget my time properly, I had to be proactive in my position and uh, you know, taking in plenty of professional games on television and watching other goaltenders and trying to learn as much about it as I could so that I could transfer it over myself on the ice. Um, and, you know, it's something that they really, the coaching staff emphasized was getting in extra ice time and things like that. And uh, luckily we had the, the ability to take advantage of that in the mornings. And, and I'd go out with our assistant coaches once or twice a week just to do extra work like that. So uh, I'd say, if anything, the work ethic is really the biggest thing that was emphasized. Now, the first couple of years of your pro career, you, you, you bounced around a little bit, Las Vegas, uh, Norfolk, and, and Milwaukee, and, and even a, a stop uh, uh, as well, like in Milwaukee, just a small stop in Omaha and everything. But it was really when you got to the Portland Pirates and you got to play 41 games that season where you really excelled and your goals uh, against average went down and your save percentage went up and everything. Talk to me a little bit about that season and what went right for you. Well, I, I finally had a chance and a contract. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's the, the long and the short of it. I could give you a lot of lip service to it, but the first two years I was on an I was an ECHL free agent. Yeah. Or I was I was on an ECHL deal, so I was an NHL free agent. And um, you know, the first year I went to Norfolk and I played seven games, but I played five in the first week and a half, and then I broke the bench for a month. Um, and it's simply because of contracts. They had to play their contract guys. Blackhawks did, and then. Uh, the following season, I went to Milwaukee and was there for three weeks, and you know, I played 11 minutes or whatever it was, and things didn't go well. And then uh, I went to Omaha for a month and a half, and I played four periods. 
cell or five periods. And, you know, that can be really frustrating, but it's what you have to do to try to make your dent and get in there. But until you receive a contract and somebody believes in you and some organization sees you and what you can do and will give you the opportunity to run with it, mm-hmm. as a goaltender, you're at a very difficult time finding success at the American League level and beyond. And, you know, that year in Portland, I was, I was in Las Vegas to begin the season, and Portland had some injury troubles, and, you know, a week into the season, I, I ended up getting a contract there, and uh, they had seen me play in Traverse City in a prospects tournament, actually with St. Louis, um, and had a couple of good games, and, you know, somebody within their organization believed in me, and, um, you know, came in, and, and more importantly, played well right off the bat, and yeah. that's one of the biggest things to sticking anywhere in hockey as a goaltender, is you have to play well right away. Um, unless you're a first or second round pick and they're willing to give you <laughs> every opportunity to make up for it. Um, and, and so things have, have gone from there and you know, that time in Portland really it changed my entire career around from being you know, possibly a lifelong double-A goalie to being a triple-A or above you know, hopefully for the rest of my career, I'd hope. Absolutely, and uh, obviously the 15 games in Tampa Bay probably really it made you think, hey, listen, everything I've done so far has been worth it. You got up there, you got to play 15 games um, uh, for the for the Lightning, and, and, and for that alone, the experience is probably what you really take from that, and you can learn from that, and uh, it, it seems like coming into this season, playing with Lowell, um, that, that NHL experience, uh, the, 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 the two years before, before uh, this season, obviously, really led you to to have the really good season that you're having right now. I think you hit the nail on the head with that. Um, you know, being in Tampa Bay last year was, um, you know, it was more than a cup of coffee. I was there for almost half the season. And the biggest thing about that is that, you know, even last year I, had, I was on an American League contract and mm-hmm. um, effectively had to earn my right to, to get called up to Tampa Bay and sign an NHL deal. And uh, that's kind of been my my MO my whole career is that I've had to outplay people and I've had to create my own chances and it's something that I'm very very proud of but it's also indicative of how hard you have to work uh, in order to reach those goals and um, you know being in Tampa was a huge learning experience and playing games and winning games and you know losing games and being pulled and uh, you know everything that could have happened happened to me last year while I was up yeah. and that's something that as a goaltender, you can always draw on, especially if you can play at that high level, high of a level. Um, that being said, this year I didn't have a contract going into the season again. So <laughs> uh, I went to training camp with the Devils with no contract as a free agent. And their plan was to send me to Trenton in the ECHL. And, uh, you know, they had a glut of goaltenders. And, you know, lo and behold, somehow I managed to stick and roll. And, you know, we've had a great year, great year here ever since. What do you think the difference is between you and and, and Jeff? Because obviously um, you've played a few more games so far than he has this season. Um, you guys have had your ups and your downs with Lowell this year. Let's, I mean, it, it, that's that's obvious. You know, you're fourth place right now. Uh, the team is in the in the division. Yet you guys have been in second place um, this year. Uh, what's the difference between you and Jeff and how you guys play? Well, you know, touching on the standings. I mean, we were in second place until. You know, a week and a half, two weeks ago, we just hit a slide here recently where you know, we're just having a tough time scoring and, and playing our game. And, you know, it'll come back to us. We're going to start winning again, and I think that we'll be right back in the fight. But uh, when it comes to Jeff and I, you know, he's played a few less games, but I think more of that's because of the injury he had at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. Anything. Um, ever since he's been back, we've more or less split games. And, you know, Jeff is, 
he's a little bit smaller than I am. He plays a more athletic style than I do. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, we're very, we are pretty different than each other, but, um, you know, I'm more of a blocking, you know, I'm 6'2", so I can take up a lot of the net that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's a little bit more athletic. He makes his saves a little bit more traditionally than I do. Um, but, you know, then again, yeah, we've both had a really nice year as far as our numbers and are playing pretty much on par with each other. So it shows that there's not just one way to play goal and be effective doing it. Um, but it's really been nice to have somebody like him who can come in and play a huge game because we both feed off each other and you know, clearly we've been pushing, pushing each other to try to, <laughs> I mean, uh, we all want to win games, but then again, we want to be the best goalie we can be. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, a, it's a healthy environment. No, absolutely, absolutely it is. We're talking right now with uh, Mike McKenna from the Little Devils, goaltender. And, uh, uh, Mike, you know, uh, what's very interesting is, is not a lot of people probably know this, but um, St. Louis University has a few players playing right now in the American Hockey League, and, and most notably in the Atlantic Division. So you get to see some of your old teammates from the 0405 season, because I kind of did a little digging and everything, and there's definitely a few guys that played on that St. Lawrence team that you have to go up against. Uh, tell me what that's like to have you know guys like TJ, you know, you know, coming at you and trying to score goals. And this this was a team interview years in college. Right. Uh, you say TJ. TJ Trevelyan is in Worcester right now, and then um, Kyle Rank is in Portland. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think of the other guys. A couple guys up in um, uh, Manchester. Manchester. Right. Drew Bagnell's there. Yep. Uh, John Viler is there. Yep. There's um, you know throughout the league, there's other guys too, but. Uh, it, it's always nice to see them. Uh, <laughs> playing, playing against them is always a little bit odd, but truthfully, it's been four or five years. I guess five, this is my fifth season since St. Lawrence. Yep. Um, you, you know, their tendencies and the way they play, it all changes over time. Um, but as a goalie, I mean, I think your competitive fire is even higher to play against them because the last thing you want them to score on you. And, um, you know, unfortunately, both of them, uh, TJ and uh, and Kyle Rankin both scored on me at some point during their careers, but you know, if you play against each other for four or five years, it's probably inevitable, especially the way Trevelyan can score. So yes, um, you know, it's 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 always fun to see people, and it's at the point now I've played in so many places that I've got friends on just about every team, and. Uh, there's always somebody that you really don't want to score on you. <laughs> now, th- every once in a while, obviously, if anyone's ever watched a hockey game, they've seen us many times where a skirmish might happen in, in front of the net. Has any one of those guys, you know, gotten a skirmish in front of you and then kind of looked at you and said, don't don't even say anything? I, I, you know, I mean, have they have they kind of, like, played with you a little bit if there's a skirmish in front of the net? I know it's funny. When those things happen, like, sometimes I'll just I'll stick one of my stick an old buddy or a teammate, former teammate and uh, just hard enough so they, they know and it hurts a little bit and they'll turn around and they'll see it was me and we'll both laugh. I think that I think if you look closely at any NHL game or any American League game that uh, you, you'll see that happen more often than not. Yeah. And, oh yeah. Um, you know your friendship never goes away but at the same time people are competitive and I've seen people who are you know nearly best friends get in fights before on the ice and um, but most of the time, I and mean, I try to stay as loose as I can on the ice. And you know, if a, if a whistle happens and I've got a friend of mine hanging around, I'll try to crack a joke, or at least you know, ask him how his girlfriend is or something. So <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's fun. It, it, it makes the game, you know, a lot better than if you're just going out to 100% serious. 
Mike, you guys got uh, Manchester and Wilkes-Barre this weekend. Um, you guys will be traveling down to Wilkes-Barre where uh, they don't play with uh, five guys on the ice. There's always the six-man, which is the, the crowd and, the, uh, and everything in Wilkes-Barre. It's always a tough crowd to to, uh, to uh, a tough arena to play in. How do you prepare um, for games um, not knowing if you're going to be playing, especially with you splitting time with uh, Jeff Razy? Uh, well, I, I hate to correct you, but we're actually playing mostly at home here. Uh, but you are oh. you're 100 you're 100% correct about Wilkesbury, though. That's that is a tough place to play. Um, as good as their crowd is usually, and a place like Hershey is the same way. But, yep. Uh, um, you know, our coaching staff does a real nice job of letting us know in advance here, and uh, usually we know the day before when we're going to play either Jeff or I do, and. Um, and to me, that's invaluable. I played for coaches who have left up until warm-ups almost to tell you. And to me, I think that's a great disservice to a goaltender. Um, you know, it, many coaches make the excuse, well, I want both guys ready at all times. And truthfully, you're not going to be ready. You're going to be wondering, worrying, you know, what do I need to do? Am I going to play? You just need to have a clear-cut mindset that I'm playing. This is it time for me to go. And you prepare differently, too, whether or not you're and starting or not starting, right? I agree. Yes, I agree. You do. And, um, you know, if you're not playing, you might be a little bit loose or you might be able to do something else around the house. Whatever it may be, um, it, it's different because it has to be a different mindset. And you can't sit on the bench and be tense the entire game and then get thrown in there and, <laughs> you know, you're too tight. So um, I think a lot of that in this organization steps from having – having Marty up top, Ruger, obviously, and I mean, he's been the man for so long, and they let him know in advance, and um, and that's filtered through to us, so that's a kudos to our coaching staff to do a good job with that. No, absolutely, absolutely. Mike, thank you very much for coming on. We definitely appreciate it, and uh, you're one of those guys where, you know, um, I'm a Rangers fan at heart. I'm a Binghamton fan. I've been here my whole life, but I've been doing this show for six years, and you're one of those players that um, I, I've, I've seen play. I've, 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 you know, I've looked at your career and said, you know, it, it's amazing what this guy's accomplished, um, where he comes from, and, and and everything like that. So it was it was a definitely a pleasure to get to talk to you to to actually let other people, you know, get a side of hockey that isn't just well, I'm from Canada and I should play. Um, so and you're very well spoken. We definitely appreciate you ha- coming on today. Oh, I, I appreciate all the compliments, and um, you know, I look back at my career, and there's certainly been moments where I've been lucky. But you know, then again, you have to you have to make your own luck. I got a friend who always says, "Luck is the residue of design," and it's one of those cheesy slogans, but it is kind of true. And, no, um, it is. You know, I hope, if anything, that you know other kids look it up at a career like myself or someone else shows that you can, you know, you can achieve it. You, you need some help along the way, but. Work hard. You never know how high you'll be able to make it. Well, if you think about it, Mike, you and Keith Coyne, who is a peripheral uh, a scorer in this league, in the American Hockey League, um, he went through five different um, one-year contracts uh, before he finally stuck a little bit with Washington and, and Hershey and everything and, and is having some of the success he's had now. And he even played in the UHL and the BC Iceman uh, back when they were here in, in, in Binghamton sure. um, over nine years ago. So it's, it's one of those things where it's all about work ethic and your mindset and, and you can go a long way. It sure is. And, you know, it takes a bit of luck for somebody to like you, but you can do it. And, you know, if, if nothing else, I mean, I always tell kids, just, just have fun. That's the most important thing. And, I mean, if you make it all the way you do, if you don't, try your best. I mean, that's the card you've been dealt. So that's the way I try to stay with it, just have fun.
Excellent. Uh, Mike, thanks again, as always. I appreciate having me. It was a lot of fun. All right, and we'll be right back right after this, right here on the Power Play Post Show. Oh, wow. 